Hey, I'm Greg, and you're listening to today's thoughts. You know what happens to a lot of the things we dispose of? It just so happens that they get taken out of sight, and they are, for the most part, out of mind for us. So there are things like recycling that get shipped to third world countries for cleaning and then get shipped to China for processing and reuse um, production. I was watching a documentary earlier today, and it turns out that New York City, you know, it produces a bunch of trash. I mean, an incredible amount of trash. All that trash can't stay in the city. It gets shipped out to places like Ohio and North Carolina, and it is out of sight, out of mind. It is filling up the earth with, I mean, that city is filling up the earth, and many cities, I'm sure, are filling up the earth in places where they are not. And I know for people who make the argument that living in, living in denser populations is actually better for us. You know, I know that they endorse living in cities and and having more of the population con, uh, concentrated. But I mean, the fact is, a lot of the waste products that that come out of cities end up in places where there are a scarce amount of people or where there are less people and then that's something that they have to deal with the trash from a city is no longer the city's problem it is the problem of some little town out in ohio or some little town out in north carolina or people of a third world country you know trash is a huge deal and i know i've talked about trash before now that i'm now that I'm talking about this, or waste in general, but man, we do not think about where that goes. We just throw stuff in the trash. It gets taken out every week. Imagine if you were piling that stuff up in your backyard. Imagine if you were piling that stuff up. I mean, pretty soon you wouldn't have a backyard, or if you live in an apartment. Imagine if you were piling that stuff up in a closet. I mean, you might be able to go, I don't know, a month. Well, maybe more than a month. Maybe a couple months, a few months. And filling up your backyard. You know, how how long could you go? My point in talking about this is, man, we have to figure out how to reduce our consumption. I know the United States in particular is a huge consumer. I mean, we have so much excess here. You look around, people are fat as all get out. And uh, and the majority of fat people dying, or the majority of people dying from the coronavirus have like diabetes, are, are, are obese, have heart conditions. I mean, we are really, you know, indulgent to the point where we are killing ourselves or making ourselves more susceptible to dying at an early age. It's it's incredible. We just have too much. 
there there is too much i mean you know i am doing like uh, i do my best to produce as little trash as possible and i still produce you know i don't know maybe like a half bag of trash by myself every couple weeks you know and there are 52 weeks in a year 52 divided by 2 is what is that 26 you know 26 bags of trash if i produce 26 bags of trash in a year that could half fill up my bedroom or you know it could it could fill up my bathroom i mean if we do not start becoming conscious about this we're going to we're going to run out of resources and room and i'm not trying to suggest that the government needs to mandate things i think the whole the whole government i mean i'm kind of split on this issue i i think it is good for the gov- for the government to subsidize um for the government to subsidize things like electric vehicles or renewable um, research uh, when it comes to renewable technology. But at the same time, you know, th- it's it's got to reach a point where it is competitive with the things we've been using traditionally, coal, fossil fuel, you know, uh, natural gas is is does great okay it's got to be able to to beat out those competitors people think you know if they get an electric vehicle they're doing a great service you know i mean not not necessarily it depends on what you're getting your electricity from and i mean you know this earth itself is doomed okay there is no getting around that. I mean, we will eventually run out of space and and uh, ren- well, I guess renewables. It, renewables means it doesn't run out, but we will eventually run out of r- like raw materials that we use to build things or um, yeah, well, build things. Um, create things i mean we will eventually run out it's just really a question of are we being good stewards of what we have here on earth and it's hard to do it is incredibly hard to do but you know we don't actually have to eat an obscene amount of food um you know we don't have to eat uh excessively drink excessively we don't have to do any of this excessively but we do um, because why it's because we have conflated feeling good with actually doing good. And I read, um, I read an article the other day, actually last night. Yeah. I read an, uh, read an article last night. Well, this will be, I, I read an article, let's see, Tuesday night. And this article was called F. F-U-C-K, your feelings. Um, And it talked about how we have conflated 
what is actually good and what feels good. And so now we think, oh, well, you know, if it feels good, then it is good. Um, and, and it gets into a couple more intricacies, like feeling good about feeling bad, feeling bad about feeling bad, feeling good about feeling good, feeling good about feeling, or did I, am I repeating something? Anyways, there's like a four quadrant thing. It's, it's very interesting. And I, I guess I'll have to link it in the, in, in the, the show notes here, but what are we doing? We are living in excess. We are living in excess because it feels good. It feels good to indulge. Look, it feels good to indulge. I will tell you, you know, um, I tested positive for COVID this morning or Wednesday morning, and I started feeling really bad um, or like significantly not well uh, Tuesday night. And so I have... I fasted from Tuesday afternoon until this afternoon when I had to take some pills. So I, I ate a little bit of oatmeal, but you know, it's called, it's called cutting out things. It's called denying ourselves of what, of you know, denying ourselves things that make us feel good. Eating. I will tell you, eating makes you feel good. It doesn't matter what it is after you've been after you've been um, uh, fasting for you know twenty four hours. It doesn't matter what it is. I mean, I was eating bland oatmeal and it felt good, okay, because I was indulging after depriving myself. But we don't go. We don't have these exercises, and I'm I I, I can do a good job when it comes to food, but when it comes to other things. You know, how often do I deny myself? I mean, not that often, really. So it is about the way we move away from excess is we change our mindset to to think that, oh, what feels good it doesn't necessarily, just because something feels good doesn't mean it is necessarily good. And so we need to, um, we need to focus on what is actually good, what is actually beneficial for us. Fasting, for if for instance, is fasting is pro- has proven to be beneficial. Um, it's beneficial for your immune system. It's beneficial for losing weight. It's beneficial for mental clarity. Uh, it can help with brain fog. There are a lot of different th- benefits you can get from fasting, and that is just restraining our indulgent tendency when it comes to food. But I'm sure there are many other things where if we just held back, if we weren't excessive, you know, it could be very, it could be very beneficial. So, you know, the, my thoughts, (laughs) my thoughts go from trash and waste material to, um, to kind of excess and, and, feeling good versus actually doing good. Um, but I think all of that ties together quite well, actually. So thank you for thinking with me today, and I hope you come back very soon.